0818-715-815. Hello, good afternoon, and you're very welcome to Liveline. 51551 is our text number, and the fallout from the uh, Dublin riots on November 23rd uh, continues. Obviously, people's uh, our thoughts are completely and totally with the uh, carer who's in the Matter Hospital, the young girl who's in Temple Street Hospital, the Gardaí, the one, uh, no, the number of Gardaí were injured, but one Gardaí, one member of the Gardaí Shikon apparently seriously injured. One has a serious injury to his foot as well, so we're thinking of them, we're thinking of the man on Talbot Street that we spoke about yesterday, who two nights ago was attacked with a man wielding and inflicting wounds on him with a machete. So there, that's what's in people's minds, obviously. And those who pray are praying, and those who uh, worship other ways are uh, thinking of the people who were injured on November 23. But now there's another fallout, and that is uh, the Holiday Inn at the top of O'Connor Street, uh, quite close to where um, the, uh, the riots took place. Uh, the Holiday Inn in the last few minutes have just sent out a letter to a number of their staff basically saying they're finished. Uh, Siobhan, good afternoon, Siobhan. Hiya. What, tell me, when did you get this letter? We only received it this morning. Um, we were called in for a meeting this morning yeah. as an update. And how long have you been in the Holiday Inn in, in O'Connell Street? It's a relatively new hotel. It's Yeah, I've been with them for just over a year now. Okay. And it's up there. People who haven't seen it, it's up there beside the Gresham on the corner of Cahill Street. OK, yeah. what, what were you told this morning? We were told that we do not know when we will be reopening. So we are placed on layoff, uh, unpaid layoffs. Yeah, so okay. a lot of us like, have no other income. So we were told to contact social welfare to earn a bit of money. But that's all we were given. Like, we have, like, before Christmas, people basically have no job. Yeah. People have rent to pay. So you're it's gone. You're gone as of now. Uh, basically, yeah. we're technically still with the company, but since there's no income with the company, we have been placed like basically on hold. And can I re- re- read out the letter that that you got? Because you sent it. It yeah. is re- it is with regret due to damage caused to the shop. It's a coffee shop at the front downstairs. Uh, During the riots on the 23rd of November 2023, the company has to notify you that you you are being laid off without pay in accordance with your contract. With effect from today, Tuesday the 28th of November 2023, until full repairs are made within the shop. May we assure you that the company is doing everything possible to get you back to work as soon as possible. We will ensure that the necessary work will be finalised in as short a period as possible and will notify you as soon as you are required to recommence work. As you may be entitled to benefits, this letter should be taken to your local social welfare office as proof of your being laid off. But you're, you're, if, if you were... They're, they're, they're basically saying your, your contract is gone. Basically, so a lot of us will have to look for new jobs. And, as you know, like right before Christmas, there's not a lot going. So the writers of last Thursday night, mm-hmm. whatever T-shirt they were, they were wearing, or whatever banner they said they were operating under, most of them weren't operating under any banner, um, they've actually caused you and your colleagues to lose your jobs. More or less, yeah. And some of my colleagues were stuck in the coffee shop when they decided to break in. Wow. And what was that like, Siobhan? They were terrified. They they had no other exit because uh, they were being locked into the, they were locked in the bathroom for th- and half an hour to up to an hour. Yeah. No access to the outside world. Good God. So, and and for people who don't know the Holiday Inn, um, there's a lot of glass at the front and the side of it, isn't it? It's a mainly a yeah. glass-fronted uh, hotel. Yeah, it is. And what damage was done, Siobhan? Uh, I think about three or four windows were broken in from the side of the building. Yeah. Including two from the hotel and one of ours. And completely the terrace outside is uh, completely smashed up. And what, what, were, they, what were they hoping to, to rob or to get out of the, a hotel? We know, they, we we know, know. As, as predicted by a lot of people at six o'clock, 
uh, and WhatsApp groups and Twitter, what, how long will it take them to, before they break into f- uh, Foot Locker? Um, but they were going in there for the high-end runners and then that awful attack on the bike shop up in Cable Street. They robbed the, high, the high-end bikes. But what, were they just, just smashing windows for the sake of smashing? Or were they trying to get into the hotel to get at the bar or the till or whatever? I, I think they were just smashing because they could. Like, they yeah. just, like, they were taking furniture out of the coffee shops to throw at the police. And they were using that as weapons? Yeah. And Siobhan, how many, how many workers got, got this letter, as far as you know, this morning from the Holiday Inn? There were eight of us in total. And what is the age group of the eight generally? The youngest would be uh, 20 and the oldest could be 28, 30. Okay, so they're all young people and they were working, full, they're full-time jobs you're all in. Full-time and two of them would be part-time. Okay, but the jobs are gone. Yeah. You're being, laid, you're being laid off without pay in accordance with your contract, with effect from today, Tuesday, 28th of November. Did, did they give you any indication how long the work will take? They, no, they didn't. They said it would 100% be longer than two months. Oh, and so, so it'll be in the, in, well into the new year? Yes. And did anyone, were you in, were you in there as a group, Siobhan? Did anyone yeah, say, so is there any other work anywhere in the... In they the, said that they will, if there's any positions open in the hotel, they will try. But as of now, there's nothing, and it will be um, like it will go by order of seniority in staff. So like the manager will get first, and then the assistant and supervisors. So, so at the moment, they said there's nothing available. Um, I don't know what way Holiday Inn work is it a franchise or whatever. Is, is there, and there there are other Holiday Inns in Dublin. Yeah. They have a few hotels around Dublin. Okay. Um, I, I presume the eight of you uh, would be willing to take up jobs pretty quickly. We would, yeah. Like A lot of us are going to need um, money to like, pay rent. Yeah. At the moment, we don't have any income. And, okay. And now I know it's the rioters that are to blame. Let's be clear about this. But the company didn't say we'll, we'll give you a week's pay to try and, to try and help you or anything, though. They were. To- they told us that whoever was meant to work on the Friday, their pay would be covered, but we can take holiday pay up until today. But uh, so. sorry, whoever was due to work on Friday will yeah. be will be paid by the company. Okay, well that's good at the minute. And then we can take holiday pay uh, if uh, we're working over the weekend. And have you any holidays to take? Uh, some of us have some holidays, but a lot of people have their holidays planned for the new year. Yeah, but you, there were holidays you're entitled to. Yeah. Okay, and, and the eight of you, I know you can't speak for everyone, Siobhan, but, but, but what, were you do, what were you all doing in a coffee shop? Were you running the machines? Um, well, since we're all baristas, we would all, like, be you're doing all everything. Bar- okay, you're all, just yeah. tell me that. You're all baristas. Yeah, well, uh, some of us would be like a supervisor assistant. Like, yeah, great. Okay, so, so you have you have skill and you have that that, that behind you, um, yeah. and do you think everyone would be looking for a job fairly quickly? I'm trying to basically, I'm basically, basically, sorry, I'm shouting out now to hotels, to coffee shops, to anywhere in the city centre of Dublin. I presume you'd like to work in the same general area, Siobhan. Are you are you badly affected by last Thursday? Um, uh, quite a few people would be like affected. They don't like going to town anymore. Okay. They would avoid it if possible. Okay. Well, if any, if, so yeah, if any, if any coffee shop, any hotel has any vacancies at the minute for baristas, uh, aged between twenty and twenty-eight, um, there's eight, eight of them just been made in the last hour. Made well, basically lost their jobs in the last hour in the Holiday Inn in O'Connell Street because of the, the damage done to the hotel on November 23. Um, and it's now November 28. Uh, you were paid for Friday, but after that, it's take holiday pay or whatever, but as in from today. Do you know what benefits you might be entitled to, Siobhan? As far as I know, um, if you have been in the company for longer than two years, you'll be able to get redundancy after a month, but a lot of us haven't been there. Yeah, yeah. 
By the way, would you email us if you have any vacancies, please, so we can verify it quickly. Joe at rte.ie, Joe at rte.ie. Um, and where of the of the eight people, Siobhan, were were most of you born born in Ireland? In other words, we've heard over the last few days that people who weren't born and they're Irish citizens, but who weren't born here and may look different, they they were afraid to go into work. Yeah, like a few of them would be would have been born, but a lot of them would have um like they wouldn't come into like, Ireland yeah. even if they're from Europe. Yeah, well, the. the uh, among many, many trades and professions and services that exist on people, uh, wouldn't exist uh, on uh, people being welcomed from other countries and then uh, working here with the, the health service, the hospitality service. I heard one restaurateur this morning saying in Dublin City alone, of the restaurants and hotels, 80% of the staff, 80% of the staff, are uh, may have been born outside of Ireland. Now, most of them are now uh, Irish citizens and love being here until last Thursday. Anyway, um, yeah, eight, eight of you. Uh, uh, Siobhan, are you in? Will the eight of you get into a WhatsApp group or something? But just keep in touch. We do have group chats um, that we'll stay in contact with. Okay, and what 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 are you going to do? Have you you're, you're there for, for myself? Yeah, I'm gonna have to look for a new jobs. Um, even only part time, just so I have some sort of money to get by. Yeah. And where would you? Where would you? Would you be willing to work in the city centre? If... Um, city centre or even local. Um, I'm not like too fast because there's a few places that are opening that I could look into. Okay. Okay. Well, well, well. Keep in touch. Um, and like, how did the meeting with this management finish? Were the eight of you in the room together? Yeah, we were all together, and then like the HR was asking if we had any questions, we could always ask or email them. They were very helpful, but at the same time, like their hands are tied. Yeah, but it, they're very helpful, but they told you you're gone, as not from now. More or less, yeah. You're being laid off without pay in accordance with your contract. Are they, are, does your contract, I doubt it, but does your contract oblige them to take you back? I know you have their word. Uh, as far as I know, in the contract, it doesn't say, but they said, like, um, like we'll be welcome back. Like, first give me your word, like, yeah. And, yeah. And, um, okay, the, the coffee shop is still, as you say, is still is still closed. But the hotel, I've I've walked by it and driven by it and loads it. It's a very busy hotel, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's taken, it's an incredible location on, on the main street right beside the Gay Theatre and the Gresham and shops and, and Parnell Street, which has an incredible uh, array of ethnic restaurants. OK, Siobhan, have you told your parents yet? They've opened, yeah, I told them both when I found out. What did they say? Um, they were kind of shocked at the, because uh, we weren't told a date. Yeah. They just told me to get another job, get myself sorted before anything else. And was there any word yesterday that this bombshell was coming today? Um, we didn't. We were told there would be a meeting in place, but we weren't told anything like about layoffs or oh. anything. Okay, Siobhan, thanks for contacting us. Um, and keep 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 the faith. I think I hope I hope by the end of this program, we'll have have at least eight jobs. It's up to yourselves and what you want to do with them, but we'll. Pass them on if if you will allow us to your email and you can decide yeah, what to do with them. Um, but hopefully by the end of the program we'll have eight, at least eight job offers, eight job offers. Um, and remember, these eight people that have just been laid off from the Holiday Inn because of the riots last week, they're they're all of good standing. They're all uh, they've been working in the place. They've been working in the Holiday Inn. They're being laid off because of the riots for no other reason. It's not because the coffee was bad or the service was bad. It was because of a gang uh, who decided to smash up the place last last uh, Thursday night. Um, Siobhan, that that image I have of the staff locked in a in a toilet without any contact with the outside world while the windows were smashed. Were, were they on their mobiles? Were they able to ring the Gardaí or get help? They rang the Gardaí, but like, there was no... I don't think they might have gone on answer, but there was no help sent to them. Good God. 
So they rang the Gardaí and said, there's eight of, there's a, I don't know many were in the loo. There's, there's a group of us trapped in the loo in the Holiday Inn in the, in the, on the main street of the capital city on a Thursday evening around, I presume, half seven, eight o'clock. Uh, we, we feel we're in danger. They're smashing the windows. They've come through the, the, and they've obviously done a lot of damage at the whole coffee shop is out of commission now for a number of months. And the Gardaí, the Gardaí sa- said, when you eventually got through, we've no one to send to you. Uh, I don't know if they've said that or they, all they know is that no help was sent. Like, yeah. They were on their own for the hour. My God, my God. Okay, Siobhan, mind yourself, we'll keep in touch. And as I say, maybe we'll even talk to you before the end of the programme. Uh, eight people just laid off in the last hour without pay from now, from this morning, in fact, from yesterday. Laid off without pay, eight good workers uh, running the coffee shop in the Holiday Inn. They're laid off uh, without pay for the foreseeable future. They're told it will be at least two, was it two or three months, at least um, it, well into the it will into the new year before they they might get their jobs back. There's no guarantee, as far as I can see. If you were looking for staff um, anywhere in Dublin, uh, Siobhan, we will send with your permission. We will send the email on to Siobhan, and Siobhan will uh, pass them out through to, to our eight colleagues, and hopefully uh, they'll be. It's what four weeks this this day, four weeks of Saint Stephen's Day. Yesterday, obviously Christmas Day. So it's only Christmas only, if you work it out, only three, three and a half weeks, four weeks away. If you can help those eight great workers in the Holiday Inn through no fault of their own, or through no fault of the Holiday Inn either, um, have been laid off forthwith without pay, it would really be appreciated. And the email is joe at rte.ie for those offers, if you have any, and uh, all offers considered. And uh, if you want to talk to us, 0818 OK, I've one person, have I? One person, Emma, Emma Parks. Emma, good afternoon. How are you getting on, Joe? Where are you based, Emma? Um, I'm based in Dublin too, so uh, Capel Street. Capel Street, okay. And have you? are you looking for staff? Yeah, obviously with a busy Christmas period coming up, okay. we're all looking out for other staff, but I've just listened to your Siobhan, um, interview yeah, there. Yeah. And obviously I just said to your colleague there on the phone that um, if they'd like to send their CVs in and we can arrange interviews and they're welcome to come in and meet me. Okay, um, and with your with your permission, we'll give we'll give them your many vacancies. Might you have Emma? Even one one is a great start. Well, currently at the moment, I'm looking for two. So okay, okay, they're definitely welcome to come in and and, uh, and meet how, myself. How did Cable Street manage on on <laughs> Thursday night? Um, on Thursday night, well, thankfully we didn't. The two bars didn't get any damage. Thankfully, um, I will say that all the staff and customers were quite terrified. Because yeah. gangs of them were running by as they were inside. We closed the doors at 8 o'clock and uh, kept people yeah. inside both venues to keep them safe until it was safe for them to leave. And I'm thinking, uh, I'm thinking of the bike... Well, I, I know there have been other shops looted, but the, I'm thinking of that bike shop up further yeah. from you there. Um, yeah, terrible. that was he terrible, terrible. Ten, ten brand new bikes stolen um, and then a number of bikes that have been in for repair. They were stolen as well. And he slept, yeah. he slept on the floor on Saturday night in, in dread that they were going to come back and completely yeah. put him out of business. And that's, I think that fear was very real and still felt in a way. The, okay. Over the weekend on Capel Street, there was definitely a, a sense of dread. And, and, and what was, what's it like in the few nights since? Well, the night after uh, Thursday, we, the feeling on Friday was still very much of yeah. fear. So yeah. we didn't... Um, we we actually closed the venue uh, quite early out oh, here. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, so did, did it pick up on Saturday or? It did a bit. Yeah, I think people came out and kind of supported their the, their local yeah. pubs and whatnot. But um, the staff in particular, like I, I do have a lot of staff members here that are from different par- yeah, parts of the world, yeah. and they were quite terrified. I dropped yeah. them all home on Thursday night and on Friday night and on Saturday night. Just so they didn't have to walk the street well done, and yeah. encounter well, there, well, there anything. Well, no, there was no buses on Thursday night from eight o'clock. No, no. You know, yeah, I know, yeah. I know. I've been, I've been. I know you can't say this because of the the. the um, and we spoke to the bus driver who was punched uh, at O'Connor mm. Bridge and told to get out of his bus, and then the bus set on fire. But I was talking to someone who was in Lucan. Again, she's she looks this awful phrase, she looks as if she wasn't born here, even though she's an Irish mm-hmm. citizen. And she was left standing at a bus stop at eight o'clock in Luke, and I haven't finished work, by the way. 
and um, trying to get home to Cabra. And only only for a man, she didn't even know the buses were gone. Every single bus in Dublin was pulled off on pulled off the streets on Thursday night, and um, she, only for a man walk. And she asked me to say thanks to a man walking his dog in Lucan, just outside Lucan Village, up from the library on Thursday night. He was walking his dog, saw this person was in distress, and um, phoned his daughter, who drove around in her car. He drove with the daughter and the dog. And the stranded, uh, past the stranded uh, person who I know over to Cabra, and she wants to thank him profusely. I know someone else on Thursday night, again in town, came out nine o'clock from a cafe to discover everything was gone: Lewis, buses, taxis gone. Mm-hmm. And um, they start. One of them lived in Tala, and another one lived in Cabra. So they started walking in the hope of getting a taxi. Eventually, got a taxi that was going home to Tala. And that's where they end, she ended up in Tala. Um, and eventually, with the help of her family, got back across the city to Cabra. It's awful stories yeah. from that night. Yeah. Emma Parks, OK, info goes on to, um, to Siobhan now. And Siobhan, uh, are you still there, Siobhan? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. We'll, we'll, have, we'll turn you into a little employment agency within the yard, <laughs> Siobhan. OK, chin up, Siobhan. On we go. You're going to get jobs, all eight of you, by this afternoon, if it kills us. Emma Parks, Gurumila Mahogod, Siobhan, I'm sorry what's happened to you. I'm sorry you've been laid off uh, immediately with no money uh, four weeks to Christmas. But uh, our listeners will do our best. Thanks, Emma Parks and Capel Street. Joe at rt.ie. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Again, there's eight people just been laid off from the Holiday Inn coffee shop there in O'Connell Street because of the damage done uh, last uh, Thursday night, November 23. Laid off indefinitely without pay from effectively yesterday. But they were all told this morning, if you have any... Work. They're all uh, baristas and they're all, they've good experience. Not enough, of course, for redundancy or to get any job security, uh, which is unfortunate. And I don't think any of them were in the union either, which is uh, which is unfortunate as well. Um, but anyway, um, I, I, I know that for to join a union can cost you a few bob, but most unions have special rates and good rates for, for younger people, especially. Um, if you can, uh, Joe at RT.ie helped them. It'd be great if the eight of them got into the, the one place and they could all keep stay together uh, Patricia you could empathise with what Siobhan was saying there about last Thursday night uh, because your son is a chef That's, that's correct uh, Joe first of all could I just reiterate what you said at the beginning that yeah. my sincere condolences for those three children, the care worker all the yeah. guardy public transport and everybody else that yeah. was affected on that night and, and hope, just yeah, to, to say to all those recovery. people that we do care. And yeah, if, as that. Irish people, it was outrageous what happened. Yeah. Uh, so tell us here, tell us your, your scenario and what unfolded for you on Thursday night, Patricia. Well, on Thursday night, um, I got a WhatsApp from my nephew in Portugal. I didn't mm. even know anything was going on in Dublin. Okay. And when I saw the images, I said, oh, my God, what's happening in Portugal? And then I realised there were images from Dublin. And this was around nine after nine o'clock. Mm-hmm. And I was looking at all the images. I said, oh, my God, my son is in there. And my son is adopted um, from Vietnam. Okay. And straight away in my head, he doesn't look Irish. How mm. is he going to get home? So I, I was in panic mode. I was texting him. Uh, I couldn't get him till nearly um, 10 o'clock. And when I eventually did get him, he said, Mum, he said, all the buses are off. There's no taxi. Mm-hmm. And he said, I don't look Irish. How am I going to get home? I am scared. And I said, son, don't move. Okay. I said, I'm going to drive in. I live in County Mead. So I got into my car and I drove into Dublin. Now, I drove down the Keys. Now, I have to be honest, Joe, uh, my heart was in my mouth. Mm. I was just thinking, how am I going to get through Dublin? Because we couldn't get it. We didn't know how far this violence was going, how far I could get into Dublin, etc. So I... And I'm on my own um, in the car. And the only reason my husband wasn't going is my husband has been ill for the last uh, year and a half. So there was no way I was letting him in. 
Um, and as a woman on your own in the car, yeah. I was actually driving into the violence and I didn't know how I was going to come out of it or how my son was going to come out of it. But you know what, Joe? I would have walked too far for him. I wouldn't okay. have cared. So which way, which way were you travelling? Take us on your route. And by the way, were you in telephone contact with anyone when you were in the car? I was um, on and off telephone contact with my son and I told him not to move from his destination till I figured out how I'm going to get him. So I'm travelling from County Meath. I drove through the Phoenix Park. I came out the Mm -hmm. Phoenix Park and down the Keys and um, there was a lot of, you know, where all the violence was and and my son would have had to have come from, I don't want to say exactly where his destination is, but he would have had to come kind of uh, via Christchurch area all down that area. And um, by, if he was to go to our home, he would have had to to get his bus. He would have had mm-hmm. to go through the whole lot. So um, I said to him, look, I'm going to do my best to see, can I get the Circle K um, garage there on the keys? Okay. Um, and if you feel that it's you're not safe from your destination, you ring me and then I'm going to have to see a plan B. So when I was coming down the Keys, the only way I could turn up was Christchurch. And as I was turning up, in order to kind of come back down Mm -hmm. onto the Key, and when I was coming up to Christchurch, there was gangs of young fellas. There could have been 20. Um, Age group 15, 17, um, running um, you know, across the road from where I was driving. And I could, I was just saying to myself, oh, my God, if my son runs into these, we haven't a hope in hell. Mm. So I actually, you know, the I, I, some of the streets I'm not sure of. So when I was driving up Christchurch, you can turn down a, a left side into another street. I actually drove into them. And... I, I, when I saw the gangs, and I'm in a car on my own, I did a U-turn and came back out. And I actually, there was a red light, and I made a decision there and then. I would rather go through a red light and be hit by a car than to be sitting anywhere near those okay. folks. And, okay. and that's what I did. I went through a red light, and then as I was coming through the red light, I just couldn't believe that my indicator went that I had no petrol. Um, so I eventually got to the yeah. Circus K garage and I was a little bit intimidated there because there was a lot of young fellas around the garage at that stage as well. But I had no choice. I had to get out of my car because I had no mm-hmm. no petrol. And in the meantime, I'm, I'd lost kind of contact with my son because I told him that this is where I'd meet him. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, is he going to come down to all that crowd that's there? It was just a surreal situation and everybody must have been in the same situation trying to get out yeah. of Dublin so the queue in the Circle K for petrol at that time mm-hmm. was just unbelievable um, and when I got out of the car um, I had to join that queue and in the meantime there was quite a lot of young lads as well and I'm thinking if my son comes down here mm. and he looks Asian are they going to beat the crap out of him? And I'm here, Gosh. you know, on my own. So um, it, it's just an awful... And, and you know something, Joe? You could have cut the atmosphere with a knife. I've never experienced mm. or witnessed anything like the atmosphere. People were coming into that forecourt. They couldn't even speak. Nobody spoke. There was just an eerie silence because all we wanted to do was get out of Dublin. Yeah. And when I was standing in that okay. queue, next of all, I heard, "Ma'am." That was him. That was him. God. The relief. Just to see his lovely face yeah. in one piece was just—it was just wonderful. Yeah. So I—I I ran up to him. Yeah. I hand him the keys. I said, get into that car and do not open that car door for nobody. And when you're in panic mode, 
really and truly joked. I should have actually just drove up and wrote or rang Circle K and said, yeah, listen, I'm understood. the woman that yeah. drove up. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, that got petrol and I drove up. But look, I'll pay you over the phone. That's what yeah, I, that's yeah. what, that's what I anyway, should have you, done. You, you, you stayed on the queue. Your son was safe in the car. And um, you, you got back out as quick as you could. And what was the journey like up the keys? Um, it was very eerie. Is the mm. is the only um, way. Well, remember, that there was no, there's then there's no buses, no taxis. No, the Lewis goes no. up that way as well. So it was a no. quiet, it was a quiet. There streets were apart from sirens. That's all I could hear when I was in town. Yeah, on yeah. Night. There was there was really nobody um, on the streets. Yeah. There was nobody. Like I I got home in no time at all because there was absolutely yeah. um, no traffic. But even when I was in the car with my son, there was a silence between the two of us. Yeah. Even though I was so happy that he was there, it was just, is this happening in Ireland, in Dublin, in 2023? What have we become? And, you know, Joe, and, and By the way, I, um, was, your, was your son scared? He was. Yeah. yeah, he was. He was. He was scared. Yeah. And how did yeah. he make his way up to, to Usher's Island? How did he get up? He he he, he just walked, obviously. he did he did walk and I, you know I've said to, I I said to him if he felt threatened at any stage or whatever, um you know just to turn back, and to be quite honest with you, Joe, I would have parked my car in the Circle K and I would have walked to get him, and if he got a punch, then I would take a punch for him as well. Yeah, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. How's he now? He's he's good. I mean, like everybody else in this country, he has to get up in the morning yeah, yeah, and he yeah. has to get out to work, whether he's scared or not. Um, and he has to go in and he has to do his day's work in order to get paid. Yeah, of course. You know, and okay, that's what he sure. that's that's what he has been doing. And you know, Joe, another two images um, that will always stay with me. I mean, my father. Um, God rest his soul now has gone six years but he was a guard sergeant and to see that guard standing in O'Connell Street flapping his hat was an image that is actually going to stay with me for the rest of my life And, and, and I'm not trying to I'm just speaking my truth. I mean how our Minister for Justice can stand up and say Dublin is safe well, it's not safe. Mm. And this has been brewing for a long, long time. And those, and another image, um, Joe, was the guards that were standing with their uh, shields up and those thugs doing karate kicks against their shields. And they weren't able to move or reprimand them or do anything with them. Um, and it's terrible that we are asking questions in this day, like, why do the guards not have body karma? body cam. Why are they afraid to do do their job? Why is there no facial recognition? Mm. And, you know, those young lads, those young policemen on that street, they were like lambs to a slaughter. And our um, police commissioner and our Minister for Justice have an awful lot to answer for. They really have an awful lot to answer for. They need to mind those guards and they need to protect them. And people are asking how that guard is. Uh, he, was, he, was, he was surrounded by eight, eight or nine at yep. coming at him from yep. the back to the front. They were like uh, lions trying to take down a, a, a much stronger and more courageous uh, uh, prey the way they were going at him. They didn't get him down, which is incredible. I hope he's OK. And then apparently but, another guard arrived on a bicycle and the thugs promptly whipped the bike off the guard and threw it into the Liffey. Yeah, yeah. And and okay. do you know something, um, do you know something, Joe, just on a final note, um, there's an awful lot, uh, there's one other image that will stay as well, is that thug that got that burning cardboard, opened yeah. the guard a car and closed the door again. Now, there's a very strong recognition there. And mm. I hope the rigour of the law comes yeah, down on does. him. Everyone does. And, and uh, any of those that are brought forward um, that, yeah. are, that are going to be charged... Well, I'm conscious, that, uh, I'm conscious that some of them, some, of them ha- some, some people have been charged those before the court. Yeah. So we won't go down that, that, that roadway. Patricia, I'm so glad you're um, well. And 
abundantly happy that your your son, the two of you, were very courageous on Thursday night and well done. Just say listening, Patricia, because I'm anxious to get jobs for those eight people just laid off yep, on no holi- the holiday in no the Galena Bakery. Where where is uh, where is uh, Galena in the LA Bakery? Galena. Yes. Hi. Where, how are you, Joe? Where are you based? We are based in Scaris, okay. County Dublin. And have you any positions at the minute? I literally just had a position opening. One of our lovely girls is going traveling uh, in January. So we're going to have either a full-time or two part-time positions available, yeah. Okay. So you're in Scaries, and with your permission, I can pass on your details to Siobhan. Yes, please. Pass on all the details. Well done. Yeah, anyone wants to get in touch, they can either call us or email us. Okay. Did you see that in the Irish Times yesterday and the Independent today, that... Scaries is the best place in the world to live. I agree with that. <laughs> Joe, I'm one of the lucky to be around this area. Brilliant. Yes. Brilliant. Well yes. done. Well done. Well done. Uh, and where are you originally from, Galina? I'm could from you, Bulgaria originally, but I've been things. here. Yeah, course, I've been here probably, what, 22 okay. years now? Uh, that's another. That's now the second offer we've had. I don't know what else is coming through on the email. Joe at rt.ie. Sean, thanks, Galina. Um, Sean Marr, uh, Shuppa there, uh, uh, which is... Uh, featured it before it's a great idea where are you Sean you're down off Pierce Street aren't you where do I see you you're dead right Joe yeah yeah, yeah okay. we, we thanks a million for having us on Joe. Have, you any so, jo- um, have you any jobs we do indeed the great news is we do indeed we're growing as a business and the uh, good problem with that is we need more and more people to, to help us continue to grow the business so okay. yeah we have a, a number of part time and full time openings at the moment okay. um, and we the role will be a, a shopkeeper Okay. Um, so we're all kind of the same thing, um, but we take uh, different parts of the job at different days of the week. And, and some people can go out and uh, deliver. We, we deliver groceries and alcohol in 15 minutes. Okay. Um, and we do this with our, with our own staff. So um, and how obviously did, everyone benefits. How did you all... Well, were, you, were you doing delivery, Sean, on Thursday night, 23rd? We we were until I received. I wasn't in the in yeah. the micro fulfillment centre, um, and I got a call from one or two of the lads, and they said, "It's." I thought the bins were burning, but uh, it's a bit more serious than that, Sean. There's a lot of trouble in town, and okay. we immediately closed operations yeah, course, just yeah. to protect the safety of the staff. Okay, so what we'll do is, um, with your permission again, we'll pass on your details to Siobhan and what type of uh, positions are open and Siobhan will give it to the, will put it out to the Magnificent Eight who've just lost their jobs in the Holiday Inn without pay, uh, as I'm from uh, today, and uh, they they will um, they will get in touch, touch with you. Sean, well done, co-founder of Shuppa. Avril McCarthy, Avril, where are you based? Hi, yeah, um, I'm based in, our office is based in Finglas, but we work okay. all over Ireland. Um, okay. Yeah. And what type of work have you got available at the minute? So, uh, our company is Dairy Court Kitchen Specialist, so we have cleaning roles throughout the country. We would have a lot within Dublin, in offices, okay. in um, hospitals and clinics, okay. etc. like that. And you, I won't give the email out on air, but you've given us a special email that the Siobhan, we, we pass it on with your permission to Siobhan, and uh, Siobhan will, will put the offer to the to the eight from the Holiday Inn who've just right. lost their jobs. Well done, Avril. Avril McCourt yeah. of Derry Court uh, Cleaners. Uh, the man who actually got the Garda bike, he fished it out of the, the, the Liffey, uh, will be talking to us after the break. Joe at rt.ie for your job offers. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. As you heard, just as the programme started, eight workers uh, running the coffee shop in the Holiday Inn Hotel there at the top of O'Connor Street that was badly damaged by the rioters on November 23 uh, have just been told in the last couple of hours that their jobs are gone without pay as of now, as I say, four weeks uh, coming up to Christmas and the coffee shop will will be open hopefully uh, in February or March in the new year, hopefully. And uh, we are hoping, because you heard Siobhan and they've no money. They're just late and that's the, they're all on contracts laid off without pay effectively from the weekend unless they've any holiday pay due, due to them. They're not entitled to any redundancy. Uh, Genevieve Cairns-Cray. G- uh, Genevieve, good afternoon. 
Good afternoon, Joe. How are you? I just was in the car and I just happened to hear a lady speaking. I was driving, so I stopped driving now and I'm just... Okay. Uh, um, um, and and what, what, was, what was your experience on November 23, um, in the, in the Oh, just mayhem. In the... Uh, my my boss, we'll say the place where I rent my room is uh, Tanya um, Murray in the GPO Arcade in Ultimate Hair and Beauty, okay. and she's the boss. And herself and one of the one of the staff, Wendy, and myself were uh, we actually first of all the, the GPO were very excellent. They clo- the gate it off our little area in the arcade. It used to be called World's Arcade in the day, Joe, as you'd know. Yeah. And then we walked down to Arnott and we got into a car. But the car Arnott, park, the car Arnott, park in Arnott. The car park in Arnott. But Arnott were excellent because they did put down the shutters immediately because of all the, the hassle with the, on Abbey Street. Yeah, so yeah. we were locked into the, into the car park, and, okay. and understandably. And then uh, security were excellent. I know there's loads of security in, in Arnott and just thank them all uh, from us, on behalf of us. And Christy, I think, was on that night in charge. And um, so they brought, kindly brought us and the rest of their staff back up to the restaurant. And we calmly okay. sat there and they got us some drinks and that, you know. But Genevieve, did you know that Arnott's has been attacked from the front? No, we didn't. We we actually didn't, except people were sending us footage. So we didn't know. So they did. So the staff down security did excellent because we didn't know. If we had known, we did really panic. So you're you in, know. just say because you're in the restaurant in Arnott's, which I think is on the second. Yes. I know there's two restaurants. Uh, on the it's second. after eight o'clock, of course. Yeah. yeah. Okay. After eight o'clock, uh, the shop is closed, and you're getting uh, tweets or TikToks from your pal saying, "Can you see them uh, breaking into the front of Arnott's?" Yes. Yes. Indeed. But, but seeming security were very good and it must have got them, that gang out immediately, right, thank well God. Done, well done to them. And well done to them. That's why I'm ringing really to thank, apart from the guards as well, to thank Aaron's security and the staff. And then we they brought us out the side door and your your researcher asked me how long we were there. And I was, I still don't know how long we were there. We probably weren't that long there, but I mm-hmm. can't remember. So they brought us out the uh, staff door of Arnott onto the laneway and walked us in an orderly manner, or everybody, no matter what side of the city you're going, down to the Rotunda, down to the Parnell Square. And then if you're going to the south side, then some of the, some everybody's going to the north side, that's fine. So the guard said, I asked the guard, he said, walk straight down, straight ahead down to Cape City. So I did that. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I was a little nervous because I missed a lot of the group uh, as they were going ahead. Yeah. I wasn't sure where to go. So um, so then I walked there and then I met a couple, uh, just to contain them, name them. I remember their names, would you believe? Uh, Craig um, Craig Ryan, he's a solicitor, and his partner, um, Nikki, um, Nikki Cox. Well so actually I found their address this morning uh, on, online. I Googled it, just uh, sent a well thanks email. Well I hope it. But then the, the scary thing after that, Joe, was um, we, we were walking, we weren't allowed to go straight, the guards were cornering, trying to corner off everywhere. So we were walking over uh, down the quays and we said we'd go up Christchurch way. And oh my God, somebody said, don't go up that way, they're throwing bottles everywhere. Oh, so got an awful fright. As I said to your search, I know silly, it looked like a hundred coming down that hill in Christchurch at the, uh, there okay. with the Kabbalah calves and their hoodies. And so that was scary. So, so hang on, hang on. Genevieve, the hill, the hill under the arch there, Christchurch. You're saying. Yeah, they were coming down. You're yeah. saying, okay, the riots are going on up in Parnell Square. They then go down, organised to go down to Arnott's. Brown Thomas was too far for them. And then they, then they went into <laughs> Cable Street and wrecked the shops and robbed from the shops in Cable Street. And you're yeah. saying at, at one stage there was a gang who had assembled beyond Christchurch, obviously, and with their balaclavas, they were marching down under the. Uh, uh, under the arch and, and they were up to no good I presume yeah and they were very rowdy and oh, scary okay. so I said to the two lovely people I'd met that I mentioned there I said we'd better go to a side street and I tell you Joe I do play a bit of hockey at 69 but I tell you I ran you wouldn't believe it. my hubby was on the home Michael on the phone and I said oh my god oh my god oh my god and uh, so I, I I think I needed the uh, podiatrist across the next day next so you day got, so you got so you got home <laughs> safely thank god but that well, was that uh, was scary to the Marriott Hotel on Patrick Street and well, not Marriott, sorry, um it's a little uh it's a little little hotel there on I'll get that in a minute. Okay. Uh, 
the Maldron, Maldron. And they let they kindly let me in as well. And my okay. hubby and my son collect me. So we didn't get home until 11 o'clock. But well done. And well well done, Genevieve. Those, no, well, thank you, you. I tell you, no, did you say you work for a podiatrist? Are you working? No, I am you? one. Oh, you are? Well, I tell you. <laughs> I could do with one. Well, I, I tell you, you didn't, you, didn't, you didn't put a foot wrong there on Thursday night. Well done. And I know I don't no. want to, I don't want to dilute as well how scary it was. I know how yeah, scary I'd, it was in town on Thursday. Okay. I, I passed Louis Copeland's place in Cake Street, so I texted him and said, place is all right. Yeah, okay. I, I sent him a photograph because I know him. And then t- two doors down your right, I think the bicycle shop, that was illusion. Yeah, so terrible what happened. So, you know, okay, so, Genevieve, I'm glad well, you... Just to thank everybody. Well Joe. done, well done, and well okay. done for con- con- or thanking that couple as well who came to you. Richard Grant, Richard, good afternoon. Thanks, Genevieve. Uh, Joe at rt.ie for those job offers. Quickly, please. It's now... Uh, just gone 25 minutes to three. I want those eight people in work by three o'clock. Please, if you can help the eight workers aged between 20 and 30, they're running an excellent coffee shop. They're baristas and service workers and a manager and a supervisor down there in the, the Holiday Inn. We've about eight, as far as I can see, I don't see anything here except what's sent in to me. I can safely say we've eight, we've eight job offers at least, and um, but I want to give them a choice of location and even the possibility of them staying together. Richard Grant, I mentioned the bike. Uh, guard, the guard are being hammered and uh, uh, courageous on O'Connell Street on his own. A guard arrived on the bike and um, what, what, what you, the bike went in the in the Liffey. How did you become involved, Richard? I'm um, just trying to TikTok, Joe. Uh, like everybody else, seeing what was happening around the city centre. So I had it in my head from that moment on that if I'm in the area tomorrow, which I was, I was in work, um, I'll have a look and see if I can spot it. And I did. I got it out that day. How did you get the it day after the riot? How did you get it out? Um, my new, well, newish hobby I started there just before COVID was um, magnet fishing. Oh, brilliant! So I went down with me magnet and will I you explain? Will you explain magnet fishing to people who don't understand? Is that your hobby? It's not. It's not. It, it's, it's not your ordinary. It's not your ordinary magnet. No, no, Jesus, no. Um, it would be <laughs> <laughs> scientifically, I believe, is an M five three. Okay. And different strengths of magnets for different objects. So if you want to pick up a coin, you get a smaller magnet. Okay. If you and want then, to pick up a push bike, you get a stronger magnet. And would I get? Would the magnets be the size of a manhole cover? It'd be the weight of a bag of sugar, and it'd be half the size of a bag of sugar. And how did what what magnet did you use to get the bike out of the Liffey? I use what you call the barbarian. Um, ah, the barbarian. Yeah, very, very alive. <laughs> a, bit, a bit of Celtic in there somewhere, I'm sure. But yeah, she's she'll, she'll pull out at least quarter ton. Wow! So uh, it was here. It was easy enough for what the did, What did you? Uh, what, what, what state was the guy to bike in? Yeah, I was in Good Nick. It was in Good Nick. Oh, power washed a bit of oil. Bob's your uncle. And where did you? Where did you leave it? Where? Um, Went down to Percy Station. Good lad. Good lad. Which later on I found out was the wrong station, but okay. I went back to them. <laughs> <laughs> and come here have you fished many bikes out of the Liffey which are magnet um, fi- in magnet fishing in the last three years I would say yeah maybe in and around 200 if not more 200 bikes out, and where 200 bikes out of the Liffey and what what do you uh, do be, with be, them sorry be between um, the Grand Canal the Royal Canal and the Liffey yeah okay um, and, and I try and fix them up I do a side of uh, Frankenstein on them passing that bike passing this bike and I did either give them away or whatever you know yeah well done well done well done and by the way many people are magna fishing now as a hobby um, I started a Facebook page uh, about a year ago now and I think there's just under 800, pe- 800 members what? on the magna fishing Ireland yeah on Facebook <laughs> there is and then I <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> but then I have my own page as well on Instagram, which is Richard Grant seven eight nine. You know. And Richard, okay, bikes are valuable. Have you ever found old medals or coins or? Um, I'm working on the coins at the moment. Um, I'm cleaning the few up that I've gotten over the last few days. Good lad. Uh, hit and miss, obviously. But some of the some of the euro cent coins you can clean up and reuse. Okay. You know? And you say the guard, of back, the guard of bike will be back on patrol? 
Ah, yeah, sure. I wouldn't take them. I wouldn't. Yeah, take them. Good okay. mechanic on a bike will do it in a, yeah, an hour, yeah, an hour yeah. or two. And there's a great, there's a great bike shop there up on Usher's Island, as you know. He does incredible work. Both there you re- go. He does. He does. And I know the pr- yep. some prisoners. Uh, in Mount Joy in the training unit that's what they do they, they're they now renovating bikes for people who need them excellent 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 so there is a hobby called magnet fishing uh, there's mm-hmm. at least 800 people at it in there. and what's the kick what what do you love about it the trail of finding something that's worth something okay okay <laughs> at least a bit of history somewhere well done like okay. between cannonballs cannonballs mm-hmm. Yeah, I got a cannonball out of a uh, dolphin's band there last year. A couple of old three or three rounds. Um, and and Richard, off an Anfield rifle. That's good. And what do you do in real life? I'm a security officer in town, in the city centre. Well done. Because we're doing a program on Friday about hobbies, unusual hobbies, fascinating hobbies. You're de- oh. you're definitely you're definitely in there. I I don't, I don't even know if people collect stamps anymore because there's so few letters sent. Uh, but I, I heard of one fella this morning, Richard. You're into magnet fishing, and you're not alone, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. And another fella collects globes, globes. You know the globes of the globes. world. Yeah, apparently, yeah, yeah. Ev- apparently, every one of them uh, is is different, unless they're mass produced. By the way, the Dublin City Centre as a security officer, Richard, what's that like? Yeah, for nearly nearly thirty years now. Um, it has its up and down. It's just good and bad, and everybody different circumstances, left, right, and centre. It's just nice to do a good deed. You know, yeah, but people Dublin is still Dublin. Uh, Dublin, love it. And people say, um, has it got rougher in the last few years, or tougher for you? Tougher. Um, okay. I'd have to say, Joe, it's, it's, it has its up and down. It's yeah. one okay. week, there's okay. no one, two months, there's no That's a very fair. And Henry Street. For the month of December, mm-hmm. are the are the street traders out on Henry Street yet for December? When did the, they are? Are they this week, next week? Um, I think it starts on the first the next really? month. I'm actually on West Mall Street at well, the, the moment. Well, the first, the is Friday because they add so much to that street. Mm-hmm. It's a fantastic street. They do, they do. Fantastic. Okay, Richard, good meal. Margaret, let me go to some job offers. Joe Sherman, uh, you're in Rush in North County Dublin, the Strand Bar. Have you got vacancies? We have indeed, yeah. We have a vacancy in the kitchen and we have a vacancy in the floor. Okay. And uh, we'd be delighted to offer the candidates some work, especially coming up over the Christmas. I'd hate to see anybody out of a few Well done, well done. And by the way, yeah. bus routes? Bus routes around the 33 stops right outside the door. If it's the bus is in the door, if they fell off the bus, they'd fall in the door. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I hope there hasn't been any fellas that f- fell out the door onto the bus. Well, they often they often happened to would, they go through the fire emergency exits and they'd be on the bus down to Scary. Okay, Joe, well as, done. As it happened as it happened here on Thursday night, two of my lovely customers that live in Scary's couldn't get home. Of course, yeah. So my wife Karen uh, dropped them home to Scary's well and they were delighted. We didn't know the real reason, but then we found out first yeah, that the, okay. all the buses were off, you know, but we okay. were delighted after those Strand two candidates. Bush. Okay. Yeah. And by the yeah. way, and I say to you, Joe, and I say to the butlers who are on next, um, anyone who emails us with job offers, you are saying to us that you, we can pass the email on to Javon, please. Oh, 100%. Just for, just yeah, for GDPR, yeah. Uh, carry on. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're, and yeah, you're saying yeah, that no. to anyone who's emailed, I know I won't be able to get to everyone now, but you're saying to us we can pass on the offer to Javon. Okay, bearing that that Cotter is uh, Butler's uh, Chocolate Cafes and Butler's Chocolates HR Manager. Bearing that good afternoon. Hi, Joe. How are you? Um, are you, are you, there's about nine of them, isn't there, in Dublin? Yeah, we have nine uh, Butler's Chocolate Cafes in the city centre in, in Dublin. Um, and we look, have more look. as well across Dublin, so we have 27 all in wow. total. So we would be delighted to, to, you know, get their contact details and see oh, if we well can, done. obviously, well you done. know, get something for them in the city centre. Um, okay. But yeah, definitely send on the details because we understand, you know, the difficult okay. times that it is for them as well. And uh, your your chocolate cafes are fantastic uh, offering. Thank you. But uh, at Christmas is even nicer, isn't it? Yeah, and like so, we would be you know needing um, staff or baristas, you know, for coffee making. But obviously, sales assistants as well at this time of the year, you know, Christmas be yeah. busy. So we'll we'll take a look at, at um, all the okay. staff that, that you oh, have mentioned from play. the holiday. Uh, would there be jobs? I know you can't guarantee over the air, but yeah. um, would there be jobs vacancies fairly soon? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, great, especially great. at this, this time. Yeah, yeah, Christmas, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. That's, is is Butler still Irish? Uh, still family owned? I know it's Irish. It is. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. And name the family that own it. Uh, it's the Saracens family. I know them well. Okay. I knew Maraid. Uh, I was in. We were in Russia twenty five years ago. Uh, doing a programme for Gay Burden on St. Patrick's Day and the Sarlsons were there, Maraid and her brother and they were they were uh, as entrepreneurial and as uh, ambitious and as energetic um, as Butler's obviously has become. Well done to Butler's. Thank you so much for that offer. You're welcome. Again, Thanks, with man. your permission, details going on to Siobhan yeah, and she'll be in touch. Yeah. OK, uh, back after this break. Joe at rt.ie. Talk to Joe on 0818-715-815. Joe Duffy! Talk to Joe on 0818-715-815. Marshall, the, um, trying to marshal the job offers, and we'll, we'll come back to them before the, before the break. Joe at rt.ie, have you, if you have any offerings, any job offers for eight staff in the coffee shop at the Holiday Inn in O'Connor Street, baristas, service people, supervisors... Um, and they would, they obviously, Siobhan, who contacted us to tell us that they'd all lost their jobs this morning without pay forthwith. Um, she will, she will, uh, resume with the help of some of her colleagues, she will go through the various offers. But so far, they're looking, they're looking good. But keep, keep them coming. And remember, if you email us, you were saying, uh, Liveline can pass on your details, uh, to, uh, Siobhan. Okay, Paul Dubsky contacted us. Why, Paul? Why? Tell me why. Well, Joe, I thought there shouldn't be confusion between what is a cider and what is a lager. But uh, what really got up my nose was mm-hmm. when I saw that the brand Rockshaw was simply being described as refreshingly Irish. But it, but it is, isn't so, it? Uh, well, the lager is Irish, but the cider is British. Oh, I didn't know that. How do yeah, you, you see. How, how do you know the cider? Does it say on the the bottle, Rockshore cider? It says it, it's, it says it on the bottle and it says it on the can, but not on the tap, which is on the bar. So I was recently in a bar mm-hmm. and I had the undivided attention of the the bar manager, and he was of the impression that uh, the cider was Irish. And I don't think that's fair to okay, well, well, Irish how did, well, 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 Delineate how, you've, how you think Rockshore are saying that the cider is Irish. Uh, it's a confusing message. They're not actually saying mm-hmm. that the cider is Irish, but I brought the whole matter to the attention of the Advertising Sta- Standards Authority, who responded to me uh, very recently. Mm-hmm. And uh, w- they say that the advert for cider focuses on the taste qualities of the product rather than the provenance. And Ireland is mentioned as an inspiration behind the refreshing taste. Have you ever heard the likes? And they rejected your, your complaint? They did. They said the tel- television advertisement in question was solely for Rockshore Lager. And the tagline, as the Agio pointed out as well, they say the tagline, refreshingly Irish, appears only at the end of the... Does, does Rockshore Cider feature in the TV advert? It does. It's one of the taps on the bar. Ah. And can you read? Can you read Rockshore Cider? <laughs> Yes, it's, it's got a different colour to the lager as well. Okay. And anybody who goes into a bar, they would see the blue tap is for the lager and the green tap is for the cider. Apparently, now, they actually say the, the provenance of the apples in the cider can be, are British and Irish. And do you know where, do you know where it's brewed? Uh, I'd be inclined to think it's brewed in Herefordshire. Oh, Herefordshire, okay. Why are you inclined to think it's brewed brewed in Herefordshire? Um, Because of the appearance and the taste, uh, it's very similar to uh, cider I know comes from there. Okay. Um, But I could be wrong. The Agios say, we've asked them to come on, but they wouldn't come on, unfortunately. 
Um, the ASAI wrote to us yesterday to confirm that there's no case for this complaint and the matter is closed. The ad is clearly for Roxjord Lager, which is produced in James, James's Gate in Ireland. We know this, refreshingly Irish. The tagline, refreshingly Irish, only refers to the lager, which is the only product featured when the tagline appears in the end. We have never claimed that Rockshore Cider is Irish. We comply fully with regulatory requirements on provenance and production disclosure. So they say the tagline, refreshingly Irish, only refers to the lager, which is the only product featured when the tagline appears. But is it the only product featured in the ad, Paul? I put it to you straight. Yeah, you did put that to me earlier. And And I said that... That the la, uh, that the cider is very clearly there. That's very clear, and it's just and the reason I'm asking you. I've just seen the screen grab of that yeah. shot of the bar. The cider tap is actually bigger, more prominent in that shot. Maybe not deliberately. I'm sure not. Is more prominent in that shot. You can clearly read uh, Rockshore cider is more prominent in that shot than the Rockshore lager tap is. Yeah. Uh, well, they just shouldn't be. They shouldn't be calling a cider and a lager the one brand name Rockshore. The two drinks are so completely different. Yeah, one is made from grain, that's the lager, mm. and the other one is made from apples. And you shouldn't be confusing the two. Oh, yeah, but you could say Cadbury's uh, Crunchy is completely different than a Cadbury's Flake, but still Cadbury's. I know some yeah, T. I, I know some TDs in the doll there. Once they didn't know what Cadbury's made, but they do make chocolate. But they make different types. Yeah, but they're talking about chocolate. Exactly. What oh, I thought the sting of your complaint, Paul, was the use yeah. of the phrase "refreshingly Irish" uh, in an ad that features a product which is not Irish. Yes, and I really also t- uh, draw your attention to what they said at the end of the first page of the letter. Mm-hmm. The advert for cider focuses on the taste qualities of the product rather than the provenance. And Ireland is mentioned as an inspiration behind the refreshing taste. I mean, where are we going to go from there? You know, if, if somebody smiles at... Mm-hmm. Okay. Now going to- my, name, my name is Boris Johnson and I'm refreshingly Irish. Doesn't mean I'm Irish, does it? <laughs> so, Paul, you 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 lay defeated at the at the feet of the Advertising Standards Authority of Ireland. But you but you're going to take your you're you're not um. Oh, let me see. Uh, CiderExpert.com makes reference to Irish cider. Tesco.ie called Rockshore Cider Country Ireland. Shop Super Value. Rockshore cider made in the UK. What do you yeah. want the Agio to do, Paul? They can do all they like with Rockshore lager, but if they're going to be selling a cider, give it a different brand name. Okay, okay, okay. And Paul Dubsky, with a name like Dubsky, and you, are you related to Karen Dubsky? She's my good wife. Ah, the great environmentalist, and she was she was campaigning on the environment before it was neither popular nor profitable. Paul, as you know, as you well know, as you well know, she's brilliant. And is she hale and hearty? She's very hale and very hearty and very busy as always. Brilliant, brilliant. Is she partial to a glass of lager or a snifter of sherry? Or no, no, no. She she doesn't like beer. I could never get her to drink beer. (laughs) Okay. we're well, well spotted anyway, Paul, and kind regards to Karen Dubsky. Uh, thanks, thanks uh, in, indeed. By the way, um, Hobbies programme on Friday. If you collect, if you've, if you've, you've a fascinating hobby, we had one today, which was used to get the guard a bike out, magnet fishing. Magnet fishing. Never heard of it. Fantastic. Okay, back after this break. Joe at rt.ie for your job offers. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Talk to Joe on 0818-715-815. Anne Morn is in Temple Oak. Anne, just um, people helping each other on the 23rd, the riots. Your story, please, Anne. Hi there, Joe. Just a big, big call out to the Mice Hotel, I think it's called, on the North Wall Street there. 
uh, North World Key. Oh, the mice. Yeah, the mice. The mice, isn't it? it? Yeah. It's a new, very unusual looking hotel down past the convention centre. What do they do? Tell us. Um, My daughter and her buddies were going to the Anne Marie concert that were on there that night. Down on the point, yeah. Unbeknownst to us, we put them onto the onto the Lewis and we were going to meet them at the other end and collect them at that night. But it had stopped yeah. early and uh, a few stops back. So they they got off and they walked their phones. They were fine, but there was just a big a group of them, six or seven guys. But anyway, she fell and ah. she was in a very distressed state. She was on her own, but she tripped on the pavement. But they brought her in and a customer spotted her falling. They looked after her. Uh, her buddy, buddy stayed with her um, and they were very, very, they gave me a call, which was a fright for me to get. But And uh, then we got delayed. We had to go in through the port tunnel into town. But we did. We got her out and got to hospital. She found she just had a, a dislocated hand and that got sorted. But her buddies got to see an hour at the hotel. An hour of the... Well, there was no news um, because of the riots. No buses, no yeah. taxis. Yeah, um, nothing. Yeah. How, how how did people go? Well, obviously they rang. Didn't the, 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 the point out that three arena said you can hang on here until your lift comes or whatever if you're... Yeah. Okay. 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 Mycin Hotel. Big shout out. Thanks indeed. I hope your daughter's okay. Is she back? Okay. Okay. She's back dancing again. I hope. Sasko. Sasko Lazarov. Sasko. Good afternoon. Hi. Hi, Joe. Okay. Your your observations about the twenty third of November. Well, I um, I actually I was working that night because I'm a photographer for the press. Okay. And oh, of course, I know, I know, I know, yeah, no, yes, Oscar, yes. One of the little foreigners in the, kind of into the press area. Yeah. Uh, circle. Uh, but anyway, so my observation is, I know it started um, all from the, you know, from the stabbing and the fact that, mm-hmm. you know, the far right used the fact that uh, the foreigner who did it, sorry, the stabber who did it was foreigner and they recruited and started the riots. But then, um as the night developed, I didn't see any racial attack or abuse at all. I mean, okay, I'm a white a European. It's very mm-hmm. difficult to spot me if I don't talk. But, I mean, I was on Parnell Street where that police car was burning. And you know yourself, Parnell Street, um, it's one of kind of the most diverse um, Chinese see. shops yeah, are there. Yes. Uh, all the restaurants. Um, so there was all these, like, um, very visually easy, easy targets. You know, and for the racists mm-hmm. to abuse if they could, if they wanted to, they were kind of all picking from the shops or even them confusing, not aware of the, the situation that this is racially started. They were kind of standing on the streets as everybody, all the punters, taking pictures of their phones. Well, I didn't see any of the dogs kind of turning back and say, what are you doing here? Go to your country. Okay. Or, so my point is that it was pure tuggery, okay. pure tuggery. Breaking the city. Okay, well said, Sasko, and, and great, great to hear from you. And uh, you're a great, great worker. Anytime uh, we've come, a great photographer as well. Well done, uh, Sasko Lazarov. Um, thanks, Steve, for making uh, making that point. Um, Joe at RT.ie. We we've got a good few job offers. I still want more because the eight of them from the Holiday Inn who have just been laid off without pay from just before the programme today. I want them to be able to go through and pick either location or type of job they want. So please, joe at rt.ie and you are saying if you email us with job offers that we can pass them on to Siobhan. Back tomorrow at 1.45, Tommy O'Sullivan is on sound, Shane Galvin to BCO, Dave Sherry produce, Ray Darcy next. 0818 715 815 stays open until 3.15pm or email joe at rte.ie